You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Ham. Estate planning, it is a gift that can keep on giving, in fact, for generations to come in keeping with the giving spirit of the season. Our program today focuses on why a good estate plan which focuses on life planning is such a valuable gift to family. Here is the founder and president of McMillan Estate Planning, Sherry McMillan, who for over 20 years has been building estate plans that are specifically designed to protect the life and legacy of each of her client families. Well, I think many of us have worked very diligently in Canada specifically uh, to craft the estates that we have. We don't uh, come by our estates by inheritance typically in this generation. It's actually through our hard work and our life's work that we have created the estates we have. And the reality is because we did work as diligently as we did to create the estates we have, we have a measure of stewardship that we want to um, enable ourselves and our families to govern that estate appropriately in the years to come. And so many families are seeking knowledge and information to decide how to design their estate so they have a measure of stewardship around their estate each year, but also a measure of safeguarding it from things like tax, things like um, disabilities, things like divorce. I mean, all of us face these kinds of issues in our community, and so we're very conscientious that we have to protect our estates for our well-being. Well, one of the really important facets, um, specifically right now at present, is what we've been through economically in the last couple of years. And so many families are looking for security in their state. That's a top of mind topic that many people are bringing forward to us when they come to our office at present. And I think it's an important one because we've gone through such economic downturn in the last couple of years. And then in addition, not only have we gone through economic downturn, we've also weathered some substantial tax adjustments. And when I say substantial, substantial is substantial if your tax increases by, say, 10%. And one of the things that was neglected to be spoken about, really, in the election time period was the fact that that impacts your estate as well. So not only does it impact your cash flow each calendar year in your lifestyle if your tax is another 9 or 10% higher, but when you pass on, if you owed on a $10 million state, say $3.9 million in tax, and all of a sudden you owe $4.8 million in tax, that's a substantial difference in whether your business can carry forward into the generations to come, whether the real estate can be preserved, whether the cottage can be held on to. And so many of us are looking at these changes that have occurred the last couple of years because we want to safeguard our retirement years ahead of us, but we also want to safeguard that wealth that we've worked so diligently for and make sure it's preserved for the generations to come. We can be startled by any kind of economic change, any kind of uncertainty. And we are, you know, this last couple of years is evident of that. And the other thing that can happen is not just outside influence can occur, but something within your own personal life can occur. Illness, premature um, sickness in a family. These are real things that happen to all of us. And because we're living so long today, many of us will actually live to 100. um, The idea that we have enough wealth to carry us through those decades ahead is a real concern for many because it's not about just living long it's about having a quality of life that you have enough support 
you know, to weather your storms when you're in your 90s and even potentially 100. And so in our own office, for example, years ago when we started to do our retirement plans for families, we often used to use the typical 90 age bracket on our spreadsheets and numbers. And we don't do that any longer because currently in Canada, there are 4,800 people who are 100. So we forecast that all of our families may have the benefit of living to 100 years old. And if they do, making sure that we are doing planning that is going to protect them through those decades ahead and not prematurely give it away and need it for those later years of life. And this is an unfortunate situation because some of the historical estate planning techniques that you know customarily were used uh, when we were passing on in our 60s and 70s, for example, is one of the typical techniques was just to add everybody to the asset base you had. You know, add them to your land titles on your property, add them to your bank accounts. The problem with doing things like that is we leave ourselves unprotected for the decades ahead. And so we have much better techniques than modern society, such as trust planning, to make sure that the wealth remains with us through all the kinds of risks that we're going to face in decades ahead as families. Well, we're very lucky in Canada because we do have some tax opportunities that we can utilize to protect and safeguard a lot of our wealth. And the wonderful part about that is that we can do this proactively to make sure we conserve wealth for our families. We're able in our own estates to relabel a portion of our estates like a giant tax-free savings account. And the reason we're allowed to do that is the government is aware that as you grow your estate, you're going to incur a tax burden associated with that estate. And so they allow you to take a portion of your estate to pay that taxation. And the beautiful part about it is if you can have a portion of your estate growing tax-free through the balance of your life, you have more for your own retirement and you have more to wealth transfer to others. And so just to give you a quick case study of that, let's say I have an estate worth $10 million. Currently, under the current tables that CRA has crafted, I can tax shelter up to $2.5 million, 25% of my estate could grow tax exempt. And where this has great value, obviously, is imagine if $2.5 million can grow to $5 million and I pay zero tax on it. It means on my other $7.5 million, I pay very limited tax as well because I'm not adding it all together in one big tax return. And so it's a very helpful a benefit that we have as families. And thankfully, we still have till January 1st uh, to take advantage of it at these high thresholds. After January 1st, we'll still have a threshold, but it won't be as lucrative. So we definitely want to get as many families as possible doing this work, specifically those families that have companies as well, or large pools of wealth that are considered non-registered, meaning they're not inside an RSP umbrella and being tax deferred. So those are perfect situations where this applies. If we live a very long duration into retirement, we stand a 70% chance of losing some of our capacities in the later stages of life in the late 80s and 90s. And so one of the other gifts that we're giving to our family is laying out how we would like our estate design for our own care, which a lot of questions arise around that because if it's not a conversation that we've had as a family, there's a lot of question about what would that mean? Would you want to stay in the province where your children are or do you want to move to a province maybe where only your son is and not your daughter's? I mean, these are real questions and they're real debates that you want to put into writing for the direction of your family so that they don't feel that they're taking on this ownership of your life choices and not knowing or understanding what your true wishes were. So we think that these kinds of challenges in an estate are so fundamentally important to be proactive about. And obviously at a time of illness 
or at a time of passing. The other thing that is required and it's normal is we need money. We need money to care for those needs that are occurring at that time. You know, it's not inexpensive in modern society to have ourselves in a lodge. Um, It's not inexpensive to make the house wheelchair accessible. So how do you access value or pay for a funeral, for example? So we have to make sure that an estate is designed for the loved ones remaining, that they have an ease of cash flow and an ease of accessing wealth so that they can take... um, take these responsibilities with ease on their shoulders and have a flow of how that estate will flow. And one of the things that's not uh, really considered is how that would put a, a child or a widow in a really terrible position if everything is frozen in the estate and they don't have access. Not only are they weathering you know, the storm of an, Ill, an illness if, with their loved one or a passing, now they have this onerous burden of how do they get the money to pay the utilities on the rental properties? How do they access the cottage when it was only in dad's hands so and they can't get the utilities changed over these kinds of things end up showing up and causing undue stress on a family when they already should be celebrating you know the the person's life and so I think this is truly a gift to have these things in order and there's a freedom in it when we know we've been responsible and good stewards of our own care and our welfare and and again our estate that we created the life's work that we've managed to accumulate um, there's a peace of mind around that. We know we've done that last step, which is stewarding it. And it's fundamentally, to me, one of the more important steps. And what we're seeing when people are planning their life plan in modern times is they're wanting to share their wealth and good fortune with their loved ones, especially at this time of year as Christmas unfolds. They want to take the excess that they don't need to utilize in their lifespan and share it with their loved ones so they can see and reap the benefit in their loved one's lifestyle and actually be part of it. Because if you give um, money to a child to buy a house after you're gone, you don't get to see that benefit or blessing of your grandchildren in the backyard and laying the sod. But if you can do that gift while you're alive as the grandparent group, you do get to experience the joy that it's bringing your family and see them grow more quickly in their own lives. And so I'm seeing a very... um, sophisticated approach to this, I would say, in a modern approach where people are really realizing because they've had the good fortune of creating affluence that they don't want to wait until they pass on anymore. They want to actually share it through their lifespan. And I think this is a really beautiful thing. Now, there's some caution, of course, in doing so. The first one is because we do live so long that you don't unduly give away too much and leave yourself shortfall. Because if you are like this lovely lady we met last week, that's 103, you don't want to run out of value at the end of life. So we have to be careful of that. The second piece is we're seeing a lot more philanthropic work with families in modern society. So, um, you know, all of us are impacted with health concerns, cancer, heart, all those kinds of things. Or many of us have done work abroad and done some mission work. And we have a lot of passion about our life purpose. And so we don't want to wait until we pass on again to have that benefit occur with those charities. And so what we're seeing is I call it living charity work, not passing charity work, like you say, living planning. And we are seeing couples and families as groups actually create their foundations in the now, not waiting until they pass or doing the mission work in the now. One of the most beautiful uh, cases I've seen in the last quarter, Peter, is... Um, a professional doctor and he works about six months a year in Calgary um, him and his spouse and then they travel to Africa and work six months in mission work a year there so I call it 
part-time work, part-time charity work, but mm-hmm. they're going to do this for a, maybe a, maybe an extra decade before they could retire, but they're actually doing that charitable work in the now and getting that benefit of that blessing in their life today. So it's a new way of looking at life. It's not the old traditional approach where we kind of hoard everything for the rainy day scenario, hoping um, that we'll have enough and then ultimately losing out on the opportunity of the experience of how our affluence does impact the community. The topic Sherry McMillan is discussing on the program today will be explored further at the McMillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar this coming Wednesday evening. You can register online for this complimentary event at macmillanestate.com or call their office during business hours, 403-266-6464. More estate planning insights with Sherry McMillan after these messages. This is The Strong Room.